for those folks who aren't from Colorado and aren't familiar with the issues of I-70, just explaining a little bit about what is the issue that caused I-70 Mountain Radio to be created in the first place? You know, the I-70 Mountain Corridor is one of the most congested corridors, not just in the state of Colorado, but actually the country. What you have is, of course, I-70, which is an interstate that crosses much of the United States. But in Colorado, we have an incredible amount of congestion as people are looking to go up to the mountains, whether it's the ski resorts in the winter or up to those same areas in the summer. And as a result, we have significant congestion. As a result, we need to talk to the public about that. They are a big partner in how we manage flow of traffic, and the more that we can talk directly to them, the more that we can make some impact on on how we mitigate some of that congestion. The corridor does not always obviously have congestion. It particularly is during weekend times during the winter. Is that correct? That's correct. We not only have congestion in the weekends uh, in the winter, but we also actually have it during the summer. But we have focused very heavily on how we start using traveler information as well as a number of different different operational strategies to actually mitigate some of that congestion in the winter. But what we're talking about in general is about 40 to 50 days a year that we have not just a drive that goes an average of 30 minutes if let's say you're there during off-peak, it increases to over 133 minutes when you're there during that major congestion on the weekends. Now again, for folks who maybe aren't familiar with this, the Mountain Radio uh, project is something that's new. But before that was kicked off, there were other steps that Colorado DOT had taken to try to mitigate some of that congestion. Tell me a little bit about what had been done in the past and what is still being done. You know, we've spent a good amount of time this year focusing on how we handle good operations in the corridor as well as good traveler information. And so we were literally throwing the kitchen sink at the corridor this year. Uh, we had an incident last year where we had delays of up towards the four and five and six hours. And after that happened, we said, no more. We cannot have this happen anymore. So what you saw us do this year was we added a number of different snow plows into the corridor. We added mechanics into the corridor. So in other words, we just put more resources there. When you add the volume that we have with also the high mountain travel and the weather that we have, it really can cause some situations that really increase delays. So not only do we have new resources, we had new operational tactics. So we looked at how we meter traffic coming onto the road. So we now have stoplights, essentially ramp meters, metering traffic on uh, in Summit County, which is this area that you use to get up to our Eisenhower Tunnel. And that helps manage the flow of traffic onto that mainline I-70. And you also have us where we're actually holding traffic further down the hill and then sending it up behind snow plows. So the snow plows can clear the road as best they can to make sure that people don't have a stop and go that they need to have on the inclines as they go up to this. The more that we had people stopping and going and you add bad tires in the mix, which we had too, you had spin outs and such that were really just starting to cause some significant delays. So you put all that together in an operational strategy, and then you turn around to the education strategy and traveler information. So whether it was focusing on tires and tire safety and making sure that people had the right tires for the corridor, whether you were looking at encouraging people to think about different times of when they traveled, there's lots of efforts on how you move traffic when you're having an accident, for instance. All of that's put together into a broad campaign and outreach effort, and one way it's being deployed is through a new radio station. And explain a little bit about that radio station and what is being done with it. It's not a broadcast station in the traditional sense of 
something you would hear on AM or FM, is it? You know, it really isn't. What's old is new again, but with a twist. So obviously radio is a great medium to reach people in their cars. And we recognize, though, with the technology that exists today, we could talk directly to people through radio. So we are doing a streaming broadcast that can either be reached on our mobile app, C.Mobile, or it can be reached off our main website, CoTrip.org. And all people have to do is pick it up on their smartphones and be able to listen to our broadcast. We're broadcasting in the mornings and in the afternoons, Saturday and Sunday mornings and afternoons. But at the same time, we recognize that there's not always cell phone reception along the entire corridor. And so what we're doing there is we're doing partnerships with TV stations in the morning and then radio stations that are up in the mountains in the afternoon to do live cut-ins of real-time corridor information. And we've got our traffic reporters and DJs, if you will, in our traffic operations center doing about three hours worth of shows that are hopefully entertaining and educational and then most importantly informative about what the traffic conditions are in the corridor. For someone who does tune in to these broadcasts as they're driving along the corridor, typically what are some of the things that they would be hearing? Well, one, you're going to hear us obviously sharing the traveler information and the traffic information, and we're going to be doing that about every six minutes. But in between that, you're going to have our DJs doing interviews with, let's say, Colorado State Patrol or perhaps even us to talk about things like, hey, why do you do metering as cars are coming onto the road? You know, what's the value in that? What's the benefit of that? Or, you know, let's talk about the move it law and why if you're in an accident and there's not drugs or alcohol that we're going to ask you to move your car over and get it off the road. But then we're also going to be talking about things like mountain events, activities that are happening in the mountains, deals and partnerships that we have with tire companies so that you can get more reasonably priced tires, partnerships that we have with the resorts uh, to encourage things like carpooling, or even deals that, hey, if you want to stay a little bit later in the day and hit an early bird special at such and such restaurant, you're going to be hearing all of that on our station. The DJs who are hosting these broadcasts, they have a traffic uh, reporting background, don't they? They do. We really wanted someone who was expert, knew what they were talking about, and frankly looking at when they're sitting in our operations center and being able to have access to our cameras, they can adjust their information on the fly, and they're very experienced. So we're very fortunate to have them joining us, and frankly, they're excited. You know, they've been traditional radio for years, still do it, in fact, but we all, I think, see the intranet and the way you can do streaming broadcasts as a way of reaching the public. It goes well beyond the old highway advisory radios, which, as we all know, frankly, just didn't always have the greatest reach and we can catch a lot more people this way. It's been a few weeks now that the broadcasts have been airing. What kind of reaction have you been getting from people who drive along the corridor or from people at the resorts that depend on that traffic that comes along the corridor? You know, we've been getting great feedback. A few things. One, we have about, oh, 40,000 people who maybe go up into that quarter every weekend. And we're hitting just a little under 10% right now of the uh, audience, of that traveling audience, which we're thrilled about. And we think that's only going to continue to grow. Uh, we're having good comments about the back and forth that they're getting with the DJs. You know, they have a Twitter account. So if you're seeing things on the road, you can tweet them, let them know what you're seeing. And uh, obviously, technology is what it is. And in the mountains, we do have some instances where, oh, okay, Occasionally we can drop it, and so that's what we're looking at from the technology about how we continue to improve it and get it better. But all things said, it has gotten off to a great start, and we're so excited to continue to build the content and the technology. Now, with the things that you had done in the past that you were talking about operationally as well as this new Mountain Corridor radio program that's being broadcast, you're also looking at things, I would imagine, in the future that would further enhance the travel along this corridor. Tell me a little bit about some of the things that you're looking at for the future. There is just so much that we've got going right now in that corridor, and 
all of it, of course, orients around how you can actually add capacity in this corridor. So while we have focused tremendously on the operations and we are focusing tremendously on the uh, education, and we will continue to do that and refine our approaches as we continue along here, we're actually under construction right now with a new express toll lane on the eastbound side of I-70. But it's not a full express toll lane. Uh, there's just enough room in that corridor for us to pave out the shoulder in that area. And we are going to turn it on during our peak hours, so these Saturday and Sunday afternoons. And uh, it will be a tolled express lane. And so that's under construction right now. And that will pair up with the widening that we recently did at two tunnels near Idaho Springs. And just small ways of starting to make capacity improvements on this corridor. But we recognize there's a long way to go yet to really sort of as a whole impact the congestion uh, in this corridor. I think the big piece of all of this, and you talk about how you handle a corridor like this, is that we're all in it together. It's not just what CDOT can do on the operations side. It's with our partners, the Colorado State Patrol. It's with our partners, with the truckers, and how do we work with them getting information out to their constituents. And then it's the traveling public. Everyone has a piece to play in this, You know, whether it's good tires, whether it's thinking about when people are traveling, whether it's how we respond to accidents or how we're planning in the corridor and how we share information using tools like radio. Everyone needs to play their part in helping us grow this corridor in a way that mitigates the uh, delays that we have, but also really making it as important as it is. It's a critical economic corridor for Colorado. We obviously want to continue to keep it a viable corridor and are working hard to make that happen.